Welcome to Midday Cafe. I'm Terrell Barnes. And I'm Mike Giannotti. And do you want to kick off? This should be the Terrell show. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but we have so many exciting announcements that we just made over the last couple of days at Ignite, Mike. It's like, wow. Um, I mean, yeah. a tremendous number of, of co-pilot announcements. Yep. And all of the neat things that we're doing and bringing um, into into the product stack with Copilot. So I think we're just going to walk through those today and kind of just give a little brief around, you know, what's new, it's exciting, and what customers can start to uh, take advantage of. Yeah, and I think uh, what we I what we talked a little bit about this, but we're going to break it down because it's not just Copilot. Although Copilot seems to be everywhere these days, everything's. Co I'm going to, by the way. We're not talking about this, but there is a new thing called the Copilot Designer. It's a point and click, and I'm going to design my coffee Copilot. Oh then, wow! Then I need to build a, a robot to deliver my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, what I was going to say is there's a couple of main sections. So we'll be talking about some of the Microsoft 365 announcements that may not be necessarily Copilot today. But definitely when we talk about employee experience, they're part of that extended experience beyond just Viva, although they integrate with Viva, many of these. Um, we'll talk about Viva and then uh, Copilot and how it's inserting itself into a bunch of stuff. And you're right, there is just a ton of announcements. And we kick off with one of my favorites, which is... SharePoint Premium. SharePoint. Yay! Uh, <laughs> so that's what I my my roots go way back to SharePoint, you know, originally. And uh yeah, so a lot of information around that. And I don't know, have you had time to digest any of that yet, Terrell? A little bit, yeah, Mike. I mean, I think it's really exciting um how we're modernizing SharePoint and continuing to add value there. And um yep. so yeah, I'd love to hear your take on it. SharePoint yeah. Samurai. So, you know, uh, the name itself, I, I'm glad they made the name change. I, I can see that there might be some customer confusion at first. Like, what does this mean? Is this a whole bunch of new stuff on SharePoint? And the answer is yes and no. We okay. have had some premium offers that sit on top of SharePoint, like SharePoint, mm -hmm. like Syntex, like uh, the Microsoft, uh, excuse me, the SharePoint premium uh, management uh, pieces. And so what we've done is we've wrapped those in with some additional new features around AI that we're bringing in and adding to what was syntax. And we're calling that SharePoint premium. So you're not, we're not like adding, saying, oh, now if you want to do this new, if you want more around SharePoint, SharePoint the base product will continue to be added to and new, uh, all kinds of new innovation coming to it uh, as they've been doing. But really this is taking some of those premium features that were branded with other names, but mm -hmm. then people would look at and say, but isn't that in SharePoint? Isn't that SharePoint? Yeah. And yeah. we're bringing them to, so bringing a couple of paid additions and then calling it one piece. So some of it's a naming and marketing and skew uh, versus product, but also they talked about, you know, really that idea of using the power of AI 
to drive some of that labeling, um, you know, sensitivity labels, other labeling, which can then boost other things like topics in Viva. Right. Yeah. And so we we went from so some similarly, we're we're kind of modernizing that um that functionality that we had as Viva Topics and just it's yeah. really a cross suite feature now. Yeah. And so it's going to it's not going to be available as a standalone. It's going to be called, you know, we've changed the name to Topics in Viva. Yeah. Um, and similarly to Skills in Viva. It it uh, kind of spreads across the different modules and uh, creates that AI layer um, mm -hmm. that's going to be automatically bringing the knowledge and expertise into some of the other solutions that we'll get into a little later, like Viva yeah. Answers and uh, Viva Engage and Viva Amplify. So it's all kind yeah. of working together. Coming together. And then, you know, uh, one of the things people don't think about is, again, when we talk about the graph, that semantic index and, you know, bringing all that information through Copilot to make the answers more and more relevant. When you're doing something like what was formerly syntax, but it's now, uh, you know, that SharePoint premium and you're getting that advanced labeling capabilities and automated, um, that just increases the relevancy and that kind of data connectivity. So it can even better understand than just taking pure, simple, pure, you know, text indexing uh, features where you're getting all these labels now that provide more insight into the data itself across the enterprise. So yeah, I'm excited about that. SharePoint Premium, there's a lot of content. We'll have links, we'll have links to all this stuff um, that we're condensing down for you, but uh, some exciting pieces, including some uh, videos. Great, yeah. So what do we have next? FlipChamp. This is something that you talked about um, early on when we started doing our podcast and you were yep. showing it to me. And I really, at the time, couldn't understand how cool it was or, you know, what that meant about it becoming available in, in Teams and in our um, stack. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear more about ClipChamp now because I had a customer actually ask about it. They were asking about, you know, how do we, how do employees, how can employees do podcasts? They want to do podcasts right. internally. So yeah, I'd love to hear what you think about the ClipChamp and app integrations. Yeah, so ClipChamp, um, kind of one step back, ClipChamp was a third-party service, like many of those out there. It was designed for quick content creation and editing, but full-featured uh, with an eye towards social media and propagating information out and doing things of that nature. And what we've done is we purchased it, uh, and now it is fully integrated into the Microsoft 365 stack. So if you're an E3 customer or an E5, you can turn that on, enable it for your users, and they'll find it, it'll surface in a number of places in the flow of work, and that's the beauty. We meet people where they're at. So number one, we have a meeting right now, we're doing a Teams meeting where we record it. If I wanted to play back that Teams meeting, it would open in the browser, but now at the top, one of the options to click is edit and clip champ. So people who said before, you know, geez, I'd like to take out the junk in the beginning, the end, maybe there's a couple of things that are sensitive and I don't want everybody else seeing, uh, but let's pull that. Maybe I want to drop some other, put a splashy intro. You can do that. It's one click and it literally opens the video in clip champ 
to do it, full featured. Um, it also shows up in your OneDrive where you click add new, where you can do documents. It's now at the bottom of there. And then finally, if you go into the waffle or the app launcher in the upper left and you click uh, see all apps, if it's turned on for you, um, then you can uh, search for it or browse to it and find the ClipChamp app, ClipChamp app, yeah. and it will be available. But it's full-featured web-based editor. It allows you, it has, you know, we have premium content around sound effects, um, music, you know, royalty-free music is included with it, royalty-free premier imaging, royalty-free premier uh, video content, there's effects, all that kind of stuff's there. And when you're done, you can click output and you have options uh, from very low res all the way to 4K. And uh, great, I use it for our podcast to trim off our beginning and end. Yes, awesome. Well, thanks, Mike. And that, so, brings, yeah. me, that brings us to Microsoft Loop. And then this is something else that we use, we're using right now um, to do our, to do our um, collaboration for our podcast. But lots, yes. of, uh, lots of us are starting to use Loop more internally. So, so tell us about what's the cool thing about Loop. Yeah, so first of all, uh, the big announcement was it went general availability. So it's now available to orgs, not in preview. Um, so it falls under your terms of service and that whole bit um, <clears throat> as a part of it. That's a big deal. But uh, when we talk about Loop, Loop really to me is, you know, I was a big OneNote user. I managed teams and different things. Uh, I'm not a formal project manager, but I had a need to create in the past notebooks with pages around content. I use it for my updates and one-on-ones with my manager. I've migrated over to Loop because Loop is a little more dynamic. Same, similar basic structure. Instead of a notebook, you create a workspace, then you create pages. And then in those pages, just like in OneNote, you could add things like, um, not a graph, a, uh, a table. You could add tables, bulleted lists, all kinds of components that you could add free type. But each of those becomes what they call a loop component when you add it to the page. <clears throat> and the beauty of it is you can copy and paste that loop component elsewhere. Like we're in a Teams meeting, you could drop it into the chat. You have a whiteboard, drop it into the whiteboard, drop it into Word, drop it in an email and it's dynamic and updated in real time across. So if we dropped a loop component in this chat, Terrell, and you started editing, the original one would show that edits in real time as well as anywhere else it's showing. I so, love that. And I'm, I'm gonna yeah. start using loop now because I was, yesterday I have some new customers I'm working with. And so I was mm -hmm. creating some OneNotes and I think that I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna leave that and, and try loop because it sounds a little bit more um, dynamic. So, yeah. Yeah, it, and they announced just a couple of quick things, highlights, new things that they added, uh, work pay, workspace status. Um, that's being updated to give you new all kinds of new info with upcoming deadlines as a part of it. So you'll get alerts around that. Uh, workspace descriptions, um, where you can surface files and other things, that's there. Power Automate integration. I thought this was interesting. They'll integrate Power Automate to simplify task tracking and project management within your loop. 
That's cool. You'll be able to start a loop workspace right from Teams as a new addition. Like when you create a team, boom, and it'll drop in a workspace. Oh. And we're doing it in meetings as well. So it's just really cool. A lot there with Loop. Again, we'll have links to the resources. Check it out. It's one of my favorite tools these days. Yeah, that is really cool. And then we have new updates for Microsoft 365 for frontline workers. Wow. Yeah. So there's a couple of things um, that I thought were interesting that they put out one. I'm going to save the whole Bing Chat Enterprise now Copilot. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, a couple of things that they've added here. One, you know the Microsoft app shifts shifts yep. that frontline workers use, and they can drop it into Teams. Um, they're putting a shifts plugin for Microsoft uh, Copilot for 365, so that people will be able to start taking advantage of AI and scheduling, finding free shifts and all oh, that kind of stuff, wow. right? Wow, that's going to be really, like really Im impact the efficiency and optimization mm -hmm. of people trying to do that and, and change shifts. And that's that's been a big need for a while. I had, a, I actually had this question asked just the other day and I hadn't yeah. seen that update yet. I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> I had to get back to them. Yeah. Um, they're also having uh, deploy and manage uh, those teams using dynamic, uh, what they're calling dynamic membership capability. Before you had to manually add each of the people. Now you'll be able to take advantage of uh, Entra, formerly known as Azure Active Directory, which I, that's going to take me a while. We changed the name of ADD to- You didn't uh, know that? No, <laughs> yeah. I'm finding out now. Wow. Entra, it's Entra, Entra ID. ID. Yeah, I, I keep saying Azure Active Directory. It's, it's Entra ID, but uh, being able to use dynamic groups from form the the artist formerly known as Azure Active Directory, um, that's uh, coming as well. And then finally, deploying it at scale uh, is another thing. Being able to go across multiple locations and teams, etc., with a single shifts app. That uh, those are some big asks that they've had, but. That's the, and again, we'll have the links and information around that. That's oh. frontline. Oh, awesome. And then the next one's pretty cool. Planner. Uh, so we've had all these things like to do tasks, planner. Project. Bringing, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but we're bringing it all together finally. Yay. Finally, not just showing up as tasks um, into a single, it's bringing together uh, also project for the web. It's, so really what it's pulling is Microsoft to do, Microsoft planner and Microsoft project for the web into a single experience that we're calling Microsoft planner. So uh, think of it, your planner, which people have loved anyways, getting amped on steroids for capability. Uh, and of course, you know, we couldn't do any of that without starting to look at having AI integrated in. So we have a number of different things around AI that'll help. Um, we have project plan scheduling resources, tools, and things they did not have previous uh, in there. And so you'll see all this getting consolidated and coming in uh, the months to come.
Awesome. Well, that'll be exciting. Well, so cool. I have stuff for you I want you to cover. Well, about Viva. We have some Viva. really exciting Viva announcements <laughs> around Viva Engage and Viva Amplify. And so um, one thing for people been really excited about Viva Amplify, um, it's it allows um, companies to really um, uh, do multi-channel uh, corporate communications mm -hmm. and and leverage our technology to make it really simple. Um, but now that's going to be available for multi-tenant organizations. So it's going to be able to be used like Viva Engage will be able to use for cross-tenant communication so that yeah. leaders can communicate at scale and build community across their organization. So that's been something that's been uh, a big ask for a while. And then there'll be general uh, analytics around that. So you can really see like, like how are people engaging with the communication yep. so that you can kind of streamline based on that. It's generally available now. Um, there's also going to be the ability to publish from Viva Amplify to Viva Engage. That's been a big ask because we have customers who are really are big yeah. users of Viva Engage. And so mm -hmm. now for corporate to be able to communicate on those channels and those Viva Engage communities and have storylines, that's really going to help. And then there'll be reports available as well in Viva Amplify so, so they can see how that is being consumed. So it's um, that's actually... It's in private preview um, starting early next year. So that'll be coming um, to GA um, probably, you know, mid to, mid next year. Um, something super exciting is Viva Goals and Viva Engage now have integration. So that's being able to bring that mission and alignment and results yeah. into the communities, into the conversations, and then helping them be able to like build goals around that and then view the progress um, of those goals directly in Viva Engage. Mm -hmm. So that's going to also create that you know, community across the different um, parts of the organization and then help with with leadership's top-down communication and interactions. So um, they'll be able to see how that's impacting different, you know, progress against goals that they have. Right. So that's also going to be generally available starting um, the first half of next year. Nice. Um, yeah. And then for answers, which is um, that AI powered um, knowledge solution that we have available, we are going to be able to leverage AI to generate questions and answers from existing files and import them. Also, the AI can automatically route open questions to people who might have the answer. So it's going to kind That's of be huge. able to tell. Yeah. So that it's actually doing its job. It's it's that intelligence layer that's yeah. saying, hey, I know Mike Gennati knows everything about SharePoint. I bet he has <laughs> the answer <laughs> to this question. Um, and so then um, users can identify like the right topics for a question. Mm -hmm. They can see top similar responses before publishing. And so that's really going to aid in that routing to the experts. That's going to start rolling out actually later this year. Um, and then we've already made updates to Viva Amplify. So it's going to include publication templates for campaigns and ad localization in more than 50 languages now. So we'll have better reporting too for the systems um, to incorporate the, the custom data from HR yeah. tools. And, um, and then that's all going to be available actually in December. So that's coming out really soon. So those awesome. are the latest, yeah, those are the latest um, kind of Viva Engage and Viva Amplify announcements that I wanted to share. That's, I mean, that's big stuff. And I the answers piece excites me because 
it really is living up to the promise of answers and making it something that I think orgs are going to be very much gravitating towards the idea that it can pull all that data through AI and give you an automated response with documents and stuff, but also automatically route to the appropriate people. That's that's huge. That's yeah. huge. It's like bringing like what used to be you're sitting in an office and you know the person who knows yeah. and you go to their office and ask them and get the answer, right? And then yep. maybe share it with others. So like fast forward, maybe that was, you know, five, six years ago. And now here we are. And we're able to do that digitally across thousands of people in thousands of locations. I mean, it's incredible. It is. It's a, it's, this is exciting times. Um, so that was uh, the Viva piece. But if we, there's this other piece around, and I said we kind of put it off around bring, bringing co-pilot to, to everyone. Every, yes. Yes. So you got something to say on that? Well, um, I want to say that it's it's that's like kind of um, we're going to change the, the the naming nomenclature basically of Bing Chat yeah. Enterprise, and we're, it's going to be co-pilot. And it's it's just simply um, going to for customers that are using Copilot and Bing and Edge, um, that's going to be available, and it's it's automatically enabled, right, Mike? So yeah, so that's and I'm glad you just said that. That's something I think customers should absolutely be aware of. Um, it's enabled by default, so you need to if you know if you want to step back as an organization and. Uh, I, as a technologist and former corporate architect, I wholly support that, <laughs> um, that you might want to take a look, you might want to turn it off while you evaluate, at least, you know, and do that in a demo tenant or something, take a look at it. It's awesome features. We're using it. I just showed you a use of it within Microsoft 365 chat. So they have the plugin there that's also turned on by default to get web content. Um, and so I showed you how I could toggle it to for a question and yeah. then get, and then it said from your organization and then from the web. So it had two sections, a two section answer with references to where the stuff came from in both. One was showing organizational uh, Teams chat and the other was showing web-based publications from Ignite. Right, so, so yeah. It's, powerful it's really cool. but go to the admin center where yes. you can turn it off if you want to like further um you know investigate before you have that yeah because it's it's automatically turned on now and I'll, yeah. I'll have the links to the documentation on managing it they both can be turned on and off um so take a look at that i do know though of a, a number of organizations when it was available in preview before you could uh before it just was on that mm -hmm. they turned it on for their orgs. I had a, a CIO who said, I'm using it all the time. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's very powerful and it is it is security trimmed and and there, you know, it is completely safe and in compliance um, with your services, terms, and agreements um, well, actually, under Microsoft. It's actually so it doesn't fall under those. And here's the reason why. It is all we do things that nobody else is doing on the internet. So let me take one second to explain that so that we folks get this. Okay. 
when you're pulling, it's, we're leveraging the AI to generate that generative AI answer based off of internet content when you're leveraging that. So that's just like going again to Google, to Bing, to Yahoo, to DuckDuckGo or whatever, searching, finding stuff. None of those search engines um, would fall under anybody's terms of service agreements because they're okay. public facing entities. Having right. said that, what we do for what's now called Copilot with Enterprise Features, um, formerly known as Bing Chat Enterprise, we take it one step further for our customers because we do want to give you the highest level of comfort and safety, right? So number one, just like we do with Microsoft 365, we bring in copies of the generative AI models, those large language models. We bring them into that environment and we lock them for enterprise customers. Your data does not, or any data that you're doing, we don't train the model with data. We also, when you go to initiate that prompt, when that prompt goes out versus searching on the internet, it knows information about you based off of your browser, your IP address, all that kind of stuff is there. We strip all that. We de-identify you your, or your IP address. All that gets stripped out of the prompt. And then the prompt, like we do with uh, Microsoft 365 Copilot, we purge the prompt afterward. So we're not keeping any data. We're not training it as opposed to public services on the internet. Or if you go to OpenAI or any of these other public AI services um, where they're they're capturing all that kind of stuff. So we do do that, but because it is a public service, we we can't put that under our uh, terms of sale agreement. I see. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot <laughs> I got of sidetracked. Yes. No, no, that was really good. I think that um that that needs to be emphasized because it's it is a um, definite uh, question that a lot of people have. Yeah. yeah, and again, you know, we'll provide the documentation. Look at it yourselves. I think it's a tremendous boon to orgs. I mean, it just it gives you that ex not only internal research capability and, and generative AI, but external as well. Which there's always a lot of that, and I think of clinicians want to get the latest data around disease and stuff from, you know, from publications, right? That are trusted sources and being able to bring all that in. They could do that um, That's really with cool. that. I love that use case. All right, well, what was our next? Our next one I think is super exciting, Mike, and that's oh. how do you measure if all these co-pilots are having an impact in your organization and actually helping change the way people work and making them more productive? Well, how now we have a way. We have <laughs> we're going to we have Microsoft Copilot dashboard which is powered by Viva. So it's powered by Microsoft Viva, and that's going to help um, give leadership um, a dashboard where they can see, you know, do uh, first of all, see what their co-pilot readiness is in their organization. They can drive adoption and then they can measure the impact that that co-pilot's mm -hmm. having. And that's going to be part of the Microsoft 365 subscriptions. It's starting today. Yes. 
and it's coming to the Viva Insights app in Teams, and it'll be available um, on the web in December. So, I mean, this is coming out right now. And if you heard Jared Spataro's keynote, you saw that we're seeing tremendous impact to organizations early on for the employees that are using Copilot. Yeah. So they're they're becoming way more productive, and they feel like if they had that, they absolutely do not want to give it up. And so they're using generative AI and Copilot as a part of their workday now, and it's and it's it's helping. So that is going to be available um, for leaders to understand how it's impacting the organizations. What one of the things that you said where you talked about the dashboard powered by Viva, right? I mm-hmm. think that that brings up an important point, right? So there's elements of Viva we've been talking about that we're getting elements of Copilot announced. But really, we're seeing the synergy between that AI for generative AI and all it's doing and the employee experience because they're one and the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. like you're talking about insights, right? All the value you get out of insights where we have the ability to slice and dice at different levels, like organizational levels, what's going on, and now being able to leverage that power to really, really light up what's happening with generative AI and your users, that's 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 whole other level. Yeah, it's game changer. Um, and and it is. It's all interconnected. I mean, the the yeah. um, it's it's hard to to, and we've seen this over the years as as you can't silo things anymore. It's got to be cross functional. It's got to be considered at, at the leadership level, cross functionally because it's impacting the employee. And if you put the employee at the center, which is what we've done um, starting several years ago when we first launched the Viva platform, um, is really to to try to come at it from the employee's viewpoint. And so how how do we bring all this to the employee, where they're at, in the flow of work, on whatever device they're happening to be using? And and that's what we're seeing come to life here. And now being able to measure that, how is it going, and which teams which is maybe important? Yeah, which teams are struggling? Which teams are really benefiting? Like if you start out doing a pilot of a certain you know certain groups, and then you want to see, hey, how are they working differently compared to um, a few months ago, and and, and mm-hmm. compared to other groups that aren't maybe using Copilot yet or don't have access to it yet? And you're able to do that with the Copilot dashboard. That is awesome. I, I I can't I cannot conceive of an organization rolling co-pilot out with not ensuring they have that capability. Right. Yes. And you Just know what? Me. I'm so glad you said that because organizations do that all the time. They they make changes and they don't measure, they don't know what how it impacted things yeah. until maybe a year later when nothing changed and you know that the transformation they were looking for wasn't achieved. And they don't find out until it's almost too late. It's like the yep. the more you can find out, you know, as you're going in real time in weeks, not, you know, months and years, the better off you're going to be. That's mm-hmm. agility, right? Yeah, no, I agree. So if you're looking at rolling out Copilot like the rest of the world uh, <laughs> is looking at, it, it seems these days, you, you really should be looking at because you really do want to to measure that. Yeah. Um, there were some other things that they announced in that portion too, around uh, 365, like uh, 
the whole whiteboard and co-pilot and teams. Did you see that? Yeah, tell me more about it. I, I haven't been a big whiteboard user, but maybe that'll change. Yeah, so like a couple of things, like we've shown how we're, you like for meetings, co-pilot in meetings, right? Rocking. We also uh, publicly announced now that if you're getting co Microsoft 365 co-pilot, you'll get meeting recap with all that information. But now we're taking it one step further. And I used to use whiteboard all the time as an architect in the uh, techno Microsoft Technology Center, because yeah. you use it for yeah. for holding large meetings and you know Chris diagramming and all that. Yeah, yeah. Now you can use it to uh, to take and visualize using Copilot will visualize now your meeting points and notes right within that. Like we had to go and manually write at the end in there, you know, because we would turn over the whiteboard to the customer um, right. at the end with all our drawings, but we would have to go in and manually do a lot of the points what's been brought up. Copilot <laughs> do it for so you. Copilot creates the whiteboard. No, well, you create, you have whiteboard, right? And it's going to yeah. be able to, it's what they're talking about is visualize spoken discussion points and organizing them. So if you're recording that meeting, like we're doing, it has that, it has access to the transcript. It can go in and do those summaries and visualize them for you right in whiteboard. That's super cool. I That's, can't wait to see that. <laughs> that is very cool. And we will have links to that here. Um, so people can see all that. There's a whole lot other things there. You know, they they talked about Copilot and Outlook um, to make things easier around meeting preparation and meeting scheduling. So that's coming. You'll see more on that. We already talked about the Copilot in. Oh, we didn't talk about Copilot and Loop. No, we didn't. Copilot in Loop, not just general availability. When you go in to start. Uh, Typically, people would go in to insert, they'd either do a forward slash or click where it says do a forward slash. At the very top now is Copilot. And you can do things like, hey, I want to do a brainstorm. Let's get a baseline brainstorm around how can I increase adoption in our org where we're struggling with, I don't know, with uh, with Copilot <laughs> or something. And it'll it'll come out with a bulleted list that you can then Go ahead and edit, change, add to with your team, right? But it's it speeds up that brainstorm process. And then when you're ready to present that back to management or somebody, you can and you need a talk track, you can say, make it a speech. And it'll transform that into a speech, into a welcome to today's meetings, how we can improve, blah, blah, blah. And it generates a whole talk track. You can drop wow. that in as meet you know your slide notes or whatever. Yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. So that's those capabilities that I think, what was the next that we had? We're almost through everything. Yeah. Copilot for citations, attribute. Oh, for 365. Oh, this is the extensibility. Oh, yeah, the graph connectors. Yes. Awesome. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I, so as you're leveraging Copilot out of the box, it leverages your data in Microsoft 365. Right. Via the graph, the semantic index on top of the graph, right. 
but it's your data. Right. A lot of customers want to extend that and do things. And there's two ways that you can do it. Um, first, you can use graph connectors to bring that data as a part of your graph. So now it becomes this single source, but that does point in time, right? Because you're not continue, you don't hammer third-party systems and stuff with continually updating. Continue. It does right. scheduled, right? Iterative updates. If you want real-time querying of the data, we have a plug-in framework and model. And that's where we did the M365 when I showed you the first plugin is web content, right? right. You could have it for service now, you could have it for anything. Um, and so with those plugins, what they'll do is interrogate in real time that system, think of it as you're conducting with the prompt a search, and then generative AI will take that results and information and build it into that generative AI response. Nice. And if, and for anybody who's listening and wants to know more about graph connectors and how the graph works, we did a whole episode on that. Um, was it oh, episode 44? Yes, <laughs> with Chantrell. Yes. And so um, listen to that one and you'll understand a lot more about how we how we do that. Thank you for mentioning that so I can point back to that. That's, that's a great point. Yeah, it'll be in the notes. Be in the notes. And then lastly... Oh, this is this is your baby right here. You kind of went through all that, but all the different areas. We said Viva Insights, Copilot. Yep. Viva Insights, we said Viva Copilot. Goals. Viva Goals, Copilot that'll help generate and refine your goals, leveraging conversational AI. So you can prompt it with just natural language and have it summarize um, your goals and then share progress across your teams. Um, then we have we mentioned already Copilot and Viva Engage. There's Copilot and Viva Learning. That's going to allow people to easily create structured learning collections, find, find the right learning resources, summarize yeah. learning content, leveraging the AI. Um, and that's going to be in private preview uh, with our joint um, you know, partner, SAP Success Factors, yeah. um, by the end of this year. So. Um, lots of goodness there at Microsoft. Um, SAP Success Factors is one of our main uh, learning management systems that we use. So we have lots of integration with Viva Learning and across all the different LMSs. Um, Viva Glint, this is super exciting. That this is fabulous. So Viva Glint is our um, employee engagement survey platform. Um, it's fully integrated into the the employee experience products, and it's available in Teams. And it this like le by leveraging Copilot, it allows leaders to summarize and analyze thousands of employee comments from their engagement surveys. And then um, in like, th this is just like instantaneous. So you get, you do this engagement survey and the next day you're able to summarize and have these word clouds about from the comments, which is, right. I mean, for, for um, HR teams that have led these types of engagement surveys to try to summarize the thousands and thousands of comments that have come in mm -hmm. has been really cumbersome. And this just allows you to do it with the AI. That's going to be available in private preview starting in January. So those are the exciting um, co-pilots in Viva um, that, that I wanted to share. I think we shared a lot. <laughs> I think and we have. What's funny... We didn't even scratch the surface as to the whole Ignite. 
I know because yesterday, so that was that was basically what what came out on um, Wednesday, and that's just a little bit about what came out on Wednesday, right? In modern work, but yeah. yesterday was all the Azure and fabric and all. I mean, it's just mind boggling the the so way much. things are changing. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it'll take Virtual us all a while. Meetings. Wow, I know. Did you so, see those? I did. I did. I know Accenture has been partnering um, heavily over the past few years, but yes, to see the the mesh and mm -hmm. the the co-pilots come in and um, be able to have those kind of those virtual meetings any place and uh, it's a brave new world. <laughs> it is rapidly changing, and it's gonna with with co-pilot, um, it's gonna rapidly change quicker. <laughs> So are we going to be able to send our avatars to like do this podcast and it won't even need our help? <laughs> I did something. I'll, I'll just share this. So I tried something out. Uh, this was a month and a half, two months ago, where I took, created an avatar using a, a I'll just say an unnamed system that's, a, a, that's part of our bailiwick created an avatar um and also it had a room so it looked like it was in a, a room for presenting with computer bank in back and i gave it a uh, i had copilot write up the the talk track for a delivery and then i dropped that in for the avatar and it looked like i was giving a speech um I mean, it was pretty eerie. And I that trained the voice. Oh, I did voice training too. So I trained the voice. Team? Yeah. So it looked, it was pretty dang eerie. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot coming. <laughs> we barely scratched the surface. If you look at our, I think one or two MTCs actually has like an avatar running right now on big screens in theirs where you can ask it questions and it goes against our, a bank of information and gives it back. Wow. <laughs> so so the answer to my question is yes, we could someday. Have our, someday. someday. <laughs> yeah. Probably so the, June of 2024. <laughs> it, it'll take a while. I mean, there's there's lag when responses and different things, right? That are noticeably different than a person, but um, you know the, the uh, eventually the promise is there around all this technology to be able to free us up to do much more strategic things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we could point the direction for a podcast and let it do its thing and do a great job of it while you and I are handling customers, and it look like we're in two places at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Someday. Uh -huh. Someday. Someday. Well, that's all I've got. You have anything else you want to? No, I hope everybody has a great weekend and yeah. joys and is getting ready for um, Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, it's good to see you. And uh, you as well, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So from Microsoft Central, this is Mike Gennady and Terrell Barnes. Have a great one, everybody. Take care, and as always, ciao. Bye.